Welcome in. This is episode number 13 of the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. The results are in. Voting has closed. The polls are done. And now we wait to find out who is going to be in the class of 2022 Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame. I hope you had a chance to vote. I hope you went to CanadianComedyHall.com, signed up for that lifetime membership, uh, and placed your votes for who you think should be in this year's Hall of Fame. The results will be coming out July 1st, Canada Day. Very fitting. Uh, so make sure to, t- to stay tuned to social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, as well as keep checking back at CanadianComedyHall.com to see who is in, to see who's going to be in this year's class, and lots of exciting things uh, to come on everything from induction ceremony and all kinds of stuff, Hall of Fame, so stay tuned for that. Uh, I have a very exciting interview today. Two interviews morphed into one, two people on one call, and it's Jameen Eckhart and Pierre Bro. Jameen and Pierre are friends of mine. They are comedians, and they are getting married. They are getting married like seven days in a row. From June 16th to the 26th at Ottawa Fringe Festival, you can be a part of and be witness to Jameen and Pierre's wedding. Uh, go to Studio 2, the number 2, Studio, the number 2, B, B-E, dot C-A, for, for info on Jameen and Pierre's wedding. I had a great chat with them. Uh, we chatted about how they got into comedy, uh, what, what's going to be a part of their show, all things stand-up comedy. Uh, Pierre and Jameen also do stand-up classes, which I have been a part of in Ottawa, which are very fun, very cool, very helpful for anybody who wants to get into stand-up. And, and all the information on those classes is also on their website, studio2b.ca. They have a bunch of shows coming up from, any, from June June 17th to the 25th, six shows that you can be a part of. I hope you enjoy my interview. Here it is, Jameen Eckhart and Pierre Bro on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. Um, uh, this will be my 40th year in doing stand-up comedy. I started in 1982. I was 19 years old. I started at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Cabaret on Bay Street. It was a basement. It wasn't even a bar. I remember it was like basically it only served coffee. But there was a bar next door to it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I remember um, Larry Horowitz was the big comic at the time. Uh, the house MC was Ron Vaudry. Uh, and it was tough. Uh, uh, it was very, very, uh, very much a bear pit. Uh, it started out uh, Wednesday crash and burn night, I believe is how it was called. And basically it was a new talent night, uh, but not that. I mean, it wasn't kind of a, a, a huggy, warm kind of place. It really was a bear pit. Um, the MC would often mispronounce your name on purpose. Uh, if you've we're not doing well, the MC would often heckle you from the back of the room on a microphone. So you really didn't have a, you really had to sort of step up your game. It was difficult. Um, but I remember uh, people like John Wing and myself, uh, uh, young comics sort of just getting used to it. And um, uh, for myself, I, I, I enjoyed it, but it was really, uh, I found it coming from the world of theater, uh, where I was coming from, I found it a bit harsh to start. And so I took a break from it. Uh, I did it for uh, a little bit in 82. And then I took a, a long break, didn't know if I would ever go back because of the 
the sort of uh, feelings of stand-up comedy. I found it to be really rough. Uh, but then I had a bit of an epiphany in my adult years and um, I came back to it. And when I came back to it, I knew exactly what to expect. Uh, so I was not uh, surprised that it was still a rough business, but I made a, a promise to myself that I was going to keep doing it and I was going to do it uh, to get whatever I could out of it. Uh, and then I started getting openers, middles, uh, MC. I worked for Yucks for years. Uh, and then when I left Yucks for Absolute Comedy, that's when I started headlining. And uh, I've been doing that ever since and it's been great and then uh starting a school and teaching and yeah it's gone on from there it's fantastic kind of give me the impression that you now enjoy the heckling and enjoy that <laughs> that type of thing is that true have you oh, well yeah that? i mean yeah. and 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 comedy has changed so much in 40 years when right. i first started it was a white boys club and uh, uh it was a very you know basically it was just young white guys talking about their lives a few sort of people that were different but very little diversity uh, now it's incredible the diversity is amazing it's kind of what i love to see and uh you know as i talk about in class everybody's got a perspective. That's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in watching a comic try to do imitate Dave Chappelle. I'm, I'm interested in their perspective. And, uh, and that's the most exciting thing for me now is not only performing, which I love doing, uh, but watching people take the stage for the first time and, and get that confidence and enjoy it. And, and anybody who does comedy like yourself or most people watching knows that feeling. Jimmy, where did, uh, where did you start? Where did your journey start? Um, this is so funny because you know we're doing a play, right? Like a, our wedding yes. play. And this is in our play is sort of how we met. But um, I went to Yuck Yucks in Toronto in 1982 and uh, watched comedy. I was 15. I remember my boyfriend was 16 and he was like, give me your money so it looks like I'm paying. And, uh, you know. <laughs> Great guy. Yeah, yeah, I saw Stephen Wright at. Uh, oh, Stephen, yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Stephen yeah. Wright. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. And then um, my life, uh, you know, I did the usual thing, except then I went to a yoga ashram and lived there and, and became a yoga teacher after going to mm -hmm. Miguel. And I teach a lot of yoga. And over the years, people have said, oh, you're really funny. You know, you should try stand up comedy. And I just I I wasn't I wasn't going to do that. Um, but then my daughter was getting ready to go to university. I was going to be turning 50 and I thought, you know what, let me give it a try. Like, I, I don't know, like maybe, maybe I could do it. So I, uh, got in touch with a friend who's a mutual friend of Pierre's and mine. And, uh, she said, why don't you talk to Pierre? He's a stand-up uh, stand comic in Ottawa. And we, uh, I, and in fact, I had seen Pierre before, like I'd seen him. I must've seen you do stand-up at Absolute. I must've, mm -hmm. you know, I saw you do a bunch of other stuff, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, let me meet him. I've and, been around. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then from there we met and we hit it off right away. And uh, his help wasn't helpful to me at the time. I needed more structure. So when he said he had a course starting like a few months later, I told like, even though by then we were dating, I was like, I want to take the course because I like the structure. Just like, you know, people come to my yoga class. They would, we do the same things all the time, but, but people like the structure, like they could stay at home and watch a YouTube video or look at a book or just do it by themselves. But there's something about doing it with other people and having that time that set aside that really made a difference. So I took the course over and over, um, and, uh, and help it helped me do my jokes. Cause I was really busy and I wasn't going to just do it on my own. I needed that, that, uh, push. 
So, um, so that's how I got started was because I, I, I had a significant event in my life and I wanted to give it a try. So yeah, yeah having that, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say having that course is like, you know, I did it before, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just kind of like copying and follow people that have that structure and a place to go every single week to get a stage is, is huge. Um, Absolutely. And the idea that you need to write material, right? It's, I mean, uh, the old days, and, and it's still quite this way, is that if you want stage time, you have to line up, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You send in your name and maybe in two weeks you'll be on here, maybe in three weeks you'll be over there. But at least a class, a six-week class means every week you're thinking about your set. And at the end of it, you can actually do uh, a full set on stage. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you know what it's like. It's, it's the real thing. And, and even if it's only you're thinking about it an hour before class starts, you're still forced to think about it every week. Exactly. Which, and that often happens, right? Because, yeah. uh, and it certainly has happened to me. Like, I know I've been, I've done this many, many times. So I understand that, uh, you know, people are going to come to the class and maybe everything is last minute, which is totally fine. But it's better than nothing, right? It's better mm -hmm. than than just sitting at home and not doing anything and not expressing yourself. So uh, I've certainly had people who've come to the class and 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 you know they make they can make some remarkable progress. You know, people who get there at the beginning and are intimidated by it. Um, I, I think that Jamin and I, anyway, we try to sort of uh, um, demystify it and say, look, this everybody's funny, everybody. Yeah can make another person laugh. I have, my mother makes me laugh. Believe me, my mother's not that funny, but everybody at the right point in time can make another person laugh. And that's kind of where we start from, I think. What, what made you decide to start doing the classes? Cause your classes are kind of unique in the way that like, I looked at, I looked into other classes and um, you know, Second City does it and there, there's other places in Toronto. Yep. Um, but yours like, I mean, you had yourself, like as a name behind it, a veteran comedian, as you say, of 40 years in the business, which I think holds a, a ton of weight for somebody just jumping right in. So where, where did that begin for you? It started off as a, 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 another company, like an, it was called the acting company. Mm -hmm. um, and they were looking to start a class and approached me, do you think you could come up with a class? And I, which is great. I was like, yeah, that would be a great idea. And uh, Jameen was in that first class. And we did those classes with that company for what, a couple of years, perhaps less well, than a year. Well, it started that you were, you were doing those classes and I was saying, well, why don't we do the show at the club? So we actually first did the classes there. With and, no show? With, with, with the show no was at the, was in the class, like was just oh, in the okay. classroom. It was essentially yeah. a recital, but uh, yeah. Jimmy's idea was to approach Absolute Comedy and say, look, can we do a show here? And of course, Absolute, we'll love to have a, a, a kind of free show, why not? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and so uh, Jason uh, Lawrence, uh, head of Absolute Comedy, uh, was very generous in letting us do that. And then we moved on from there to not just, we left the acting company to sort of pursue our own. And, uh, and from there, we're actually conducting the classes in the club. Uh, so it really sort of makes a big, it, it, it helps to demystify. You know, and that's that that because when you walk into that club for the first time and believe me, it's a hard for me to remember that first time, but I do remember how intimidating it can be. You know, you're looking at the stage, you're looking at the lights, you're looking at the seats and thinking, oh, I got to make people laugh. But uh, but it's gone very, very well. And I've been really happy to see people basically 
uh, chuck, you know, check it off their bucket list from 15 years old to like 75. We've we've had some pretty interesting uh, um, well, comics. The thing too about the shows that happen that you've been a part of is that there's such diversity in that group there mm-hmm. that you won't find on any stage. Like it's no. just people who are never going to do it again. People who are just there for the one time. Um, you've got, we, you know, we've got teenagers, we've got older people like retirees and everybody in between. And it's so tender and people are really vulnerable and they, we've never had a bad show. Like, nope. it, and at the beginning, when we first started doing it at Absolute, I have to say, we had to kind of, you know, really get people to come. And our first shows maybe had 30 people, 40 people. And then we started going upstairs, having 180 people and it. Like we, we had to warn everybody right at the beginning, like, get your tickets now because this show is going to be sold out and it would be packed and then the pandemic hit and now we're back at the you know a little building bit of one, you know yeah one thing that you kind of touched on that is and i've noticed it in the last couple of classes is the characters you guys get in your classes the different walks of life you guys have some amazing people come into your classes is there anything you can kind of think of off the top of your head without maybe you know, mentioning names or whatever you want to do of just like some really interesting people that has come through your classes? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I would say virtually every class has one or two people where you go, well, I, I didn't expect that person. Um, being Ottawa, we do get a fair amount of civil servants. Uh, uh, we also, um, what's interesting is we get people who, who, you know, maybe English isn't even their first language, but they still want to do comedy. Uh, and that's been amazing to watch people sort of, you know, really come out of their shell um, because they're getting on stage. They might be shy in private, but once you get on stage, it's a different thing. Um, but I've also had some people who, um, I guess I've had to sort of educate them that things have changed, that the old joke standards are Mm. not around anymore. Like you certainly, you know, punching down, which is now something we're all familiar with, uh, was an unknown thing even five, 10 years ago. Uh, So now it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sometimes necessary to delicately suggest to people that maybe, you know, using the N word when you're white is not okay anymore. Like you can't do that actually was never okay okay but you know yeah. that kind of thing i've got a couple of, of sure. examples of people that i think you know in the same class we'll have people who are like you know surgeons mm-hmm. and uh, and people who work you know uh, cleaning in the hospital and they'll be in the same class or you'll have mm-hmm. um you know a mathematician um phd with a, a high school student you know so there's such a, a blend of people that are, um, and, and the groups are always very small, right? Like yeah. the class has never been more than 15 people and, and even 15 is a lot. So there, you get a lot of people in the state, like we have lawyers and we definitely have criminals, like for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. and we also like, uh, as you know, in this class, we have a, a former MP, a mm-hmm. Canadian MP. Uh, we, yeah, it's, it's quite diverse. And that's the, the remarkable thing about it because t- sometimes we think of comedy as being very rarefied. And um, I think one of the things that really I, I learned from doing years and years of comedy is that it is not mysterious. It really isn't. Um, and that everyone is capable of it. It's, and I, I love saying that because so many people, um, even comics are like, no, no, not everybody can do it. No, no, only I can do it. And it's like, no, we all have that capability mm-hmm. in the right place, the right time, the right setting. It definitely gives you uh, the confidence and everything. I know for me, this week I did stand up in Winnipeg two days ago in front of a bunch of Hell's Angels, and I don't think I would have 
I would have ran out the room if it wasn't for your class previously. Oh, uh, good. So good. that Let's was quote that. That's a great cut line. For <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That'll be awesome. Um, so I, I want to move now to your show that's coming up at Fringe Festival, which is very exciting. And the reason you're here um, is to promote it. It's called Ready or Not. I did get married once in in my life. I have been married. I'm not so anymore. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I would want to do it. What eight times over the course of of a of a week? So what what brought this about? This this show? Are you guys so actually getting married? Like kind of the first show, and then like what's the? Okay. So so here here's the the truth. All right. Okay. Um, Why are you telling him the truth? You don't need to tell <laughs> me the, the truth. Show. I'm Listen. I'm telling him the truth. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Um, no. So, so here's the thing. We have been in the fringe before. Now, usually mm -hmm. it's Pierre's shows, and I'm the stage manager, and and it's his show. Um, but and this time when we won the fringe lottery, because the fringe to get into the fringe is a lottery. You can always bring your mm -hmm. own venue, but like to get into the fringe, it's a lottery. And this was actually my third time in my time, mm -hmm. um, winning the fringe lottery. And uh, and we thought, what are we going to do with it? And we both looked at each other and thought, well, let's get married because we, we were engaged and we liked the fringe and we thought, well, let's get married. So we planned the show that we're going to get married at every show. Okay. So that's the, like the show is exactly the same each time we're getting married. And then we went to get our marriage license and they're like, yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, I think, I think what we can safely say is that one of those shows is going to be real. So it's kind of fun because you don't know if you're seeing the real one or not, right? Exactly. For the for the audience. Exactly. And right. and you're you're getting the same the same show regardless. It's gonna be the absolutely. same show. Yeah. Absolutely, right across the board. But only one of them really counts. So okay. Okay. according to the laws according of the, the government yeah, of the uh, Ontario. Yeah, yeah. But because I was kind of anxious thinking maybe maybe we have to get married, divorce, married, divorce, married, divorce, married, divorce. <laughs> and I would already beat out Jaja Gabor and close in on Larry King. But you know, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, what what can people expect from the show? Do they get the full wedding experience dancing? Yeah, Is I, that yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Not only do they get the experience, but they also are participants. And uh, the uh, the show itself is really about uh, uh, us coming into stand-up comedy. So it's a bit of a review of what we talked about, but it's also about us meeting and uh, uh, the development of our relationship over the years. And we've done a bit of traveling and, you know, doing a lot of the things that we, we've done together, including this course. Uh, so the show sort of is a bit of a background on that. And because it's based in stand-up comedy, there are a couple of stand-up performances from me, from Jumeen, um, and, uh, and sort of a little bit of a history in that. And then we move to the wedding. And when the wedding starts, well, that's when the fun really begins because uh, we will be drafting people from the audience who hopefully will help us. I mean, I still don't have a best man. So oh, right. Chad, there you go. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to pick people I'll be from there. the audience. Yeah, so what night are you coming to so I know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know what night I'm coming, but I will. Uh, I will be coming. Okay, yes. well, you might be the I'm best coming man to show. or the maid okay. of honor. You don't know. So, uh -huh. you know, when Flower I did girl. research and found that most weddings, like the ceremony itself is like 20 minutes. So I was like, oh, well, we have an hour. What are we going to do? Because the mm -hmm. wedding itself doesn't take that long. So um, like Pierre said, there's going to be the buildup of our, you know, um, of our meeting and 
um, some entertainment for our guests, and then we'll actually like we'll actually get married. And then because it's the fringe, we got to get out of that room and quickly uh, reset for the next. Like, I think we have like 15 minutes in between shows. So we're going to then meet down in the saw gallery for our reception. So at each reception, um, we've got little conf confetti that people can throw at us when we arrive. Um, I've ordered cupcakes for our guests. Uh, we have a registry um, if people want to get us a gift. Um, things that you know included in our registry are you know like a tank of gas or um, uh, ice cream scoop we don't have an ice cream scoop. oh that's um, yeah can opener is always a big one companion yeah. urns you know yeah so um so we're hoping that the party will continue a little bit then now the fringe has said that some nights they're going to open a bar that's attached to the to the theater in the studio and the other nights that we'll just have the the reception down in the saw gallery but the, I mean, the uh, the story is basically that it, there's a lot of stand-up. It's it's a comedy, and uh, you know we take our lives seriously, but we also take our comedy seriously too. We'll have a good time, and um, we're hoping that you know. Let also when you think of it, people have missed a lot of weddings. They've also missed funerals, get-togethers, things like that. So you know, this is kind of also an opportunity, we hope anyway, for families, friends, community, people in, in uh, Ottawa to just come out and enjoy a celebration, even if you don't know us. Even if you don't, or even if you're alone, like there's a woman in my gym who was saying, well, I don't know, you know, the time that the other people from the gym are coming isn't a great time. I said, you can absolutely come by yourself. Absolutely, like, you know, there'll yeah. be it, the fringe is a really welcoming environment um it's a safe environment this year it's one of the only places in ontario you still have to wear a mask um and uh it's going to be a place where everybody's welcome everybody's included and so if you're listening to this and you're alone come to our wedding um bring a plus one you you you, you can have that and if you don't have a plus one just come anyway it's uh yeah we'll get you one we'll get you one <laughs> And if you don't, if people don't know you uh, before the wedding, I'm sure they'll know you after. They're going to get the full yeah. Jameen yeah. and Pierre story, right? Yep. Um, yeah. As it goes, which I think all weddings should do that. You know, you see people up there like, how do these people get here? And you guys yeah. are going to tell yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. You wonder. yeah well, you have to, you, I, you always have to wait for the best man's story. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And those are great. Those are always good. Uh, thanks a lot. Oh, one, where do you, where do you get tickets for the, for the show? So, um, I know your website is studio2b.ca and, and there's links to the Fringe Festival. Exactly. Um, okay. And you can also go to the ottawafringe.ca. But so our show is called, um, ready or not with a K like not like tying mm -hmm. a knot. Right, tying, yeah. And our website is studio two, like number two B like B E dot CA. So um, ready the number two or sorry, studio the number two be.ca is the website. Yeah, right. is our website. And then there's a link right there to the fringe and to our show. So um, yeah. Awesome. I can't I can't wait for it. Thanks a lot for coming on, uh, Pierre and Jamie. I really appreciate it. And thanks for coming on the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. Thanks for the interest. Well, it's great. We're so happy to be here. See you soon, Chad. See you next thanks. time. Thanks, Chad. If you're in Ottawa over the next week or going to be in Ottawa for the next week up until the 25th you definitely don't want to miss this show ottawafringe.com is where to get tickets the show is called ready or not not with a k and there's show times all week long so you definitely want to you definitely definitely want to check this out thanks again to pierre and jameen for coming on 
this week. Don't forget CanadianComedyHall.com leading up to the announcement of who's going to get into this year's hall, July 1st, Canada Day. That's when it's going to be announced. Very, very excited for those announcements. And of course, the podcast will have everything covered on the announcements straight into uh, the induction ceremony, which is looking like it's going to be in November. Thanks again for listening to Lucky Episode 13. Stay tuned. More to come for the Canadian Comedy Hall of Fame podcast. I'm Chad Noonan.